G'day and welcome to the Sea Creatures Podcast, a show all about the amazing animals that live beneath the waves. Each episode we chat about a specific sea creature with a guest who has spent time and interacted with this ocean animal. Our guests range from marine biologists to divers to underwater photographers, citizen scientists and people that have an intense passion for marine life. My name is Matt Testoni and I'm all of the above. And joining me for this episode of the Sea Creatures Podcast is Gabrielle Guzman and we're going to talk all about the Napoleon Rass, aka the Maori Rass, aka the Humphead Rass. Welcome to the show, Gabriel. Hey, Matt. How are you? Good, thanks, man. So first, I'd normally start by saying, why do you have this connection to this animal? But I feel like this is an animal not a lot of people might know about. So tell us, what is a Maori ras? Well, first of all, it's one of the biggest fish, or maybe the biggest fish found on coral reefs. Okay. Uh, so that already makes it very special. It's uh, They can grow up, up to two meters. So it's not a fish that you will ignore if you find them under the water. You know, it's a massive, massive fish with very unique patterns, very colorful and uh, very strong personality as well. All your attention will s- straight away go to that fish. If you are surrounded by any other creature, probably the Maori raft will call your attention first than anything else. Why it's make it so special to me? Well, the first thing it's because it's the resident of one of the reefs I normally go all the time. So this fish can be found in many coral reefs from Queensland, Northern Territory, or north of uh, Western Australia. But there is something that I like to mention is not all of them are, are called Wally. Most of them, you can see Maori rafts swimming around, but Wally, it's a very unique species. And the difference between a Wally and a Maori raft is the Wally want to interact with the divers or, or photographers or even snorkelers. And there is a little story behind that, why it behaves different than the other Maori raft that you can find in other reefs. And many years ago, even way before I arrived to Australia, I've been in Australia for only four years, but apparently nine or 10 years ago, certain companies used to feed underwater this fish with raw fish or raw prawns or something like that. So obviously that fish learned that scuba divers and photographers might have a little treat for him. So this is why he approached so much. This is why he get curious about divers. He's not frightened of us. He just goes straight to you like an underwater dog. I would say that this is one of the best definition of that type of fish. Only a few companies that have been in Cairns, in the Cairns area for 20 or, or even more years, they built certain Maori rafts that behave different than others. And this is where we call them Wally. Now, Marine Park forbid that procedures from companies because they have had a couple of incidents feeding the fishes under the water. Bad incidents with barracudas or even sharks. So this is why Marine Park said, stop. No one is allowed to feed fishes under the water anymore. This is, I'm talking about 10 years ago. But the Marius is a very smart and intelligent fish he, he remembers that kind of thing, and he can associate divers with food. So companies that still are here, like Great Adventures, Sun Lover, Reef Magic, and other in different reefs, especially Norman Reef, Saxon Reef, or Moor Reef, were the three main reefs that you can find wallies. The fish that I dive all the time has nearly 25 years. So it's, a, it's an old creature, and it's been in the same in the same area for many, many years. So he remember all these kind of things. 
it's not like a goldfish. He, for, he forget everything very quickly. Now the, the Maoris doesn't do that. So after Marine Park forbidden that procedures about feeding the fishes anymore, the fish still there and he wants something. So this is why he behaved completely, completely different than any other Maori rasp that you can find on the area. So this is the first thing. This is between the difference between a wally and a normal rasp. Okay. Now, Marine Park still allowed to feed the fishes with pellet, so with proper fish food. There is certain rules that you need to follow, like, for example, no one has to be in the water. It has to be done at the same time every day, and you're allowed to maximum one kilo per day. You don't throw one kilo straight away, but it's just a small cut that you throw, and different fishes get around, and they have a feast. So yellowtails, mangrove jack, red basses, and different other fish that they like to hang out on uh, near to the pantoons, especially companies with big pantoons. This is where the wallies are. So uh, yeah, this is the first thing I want to uh, clarify between the normal fish and the, the classic wally. So the wally is the curious and massive fish that will approach to you straight away once you jump in the water and she's going to check you out, what's in your pocket, what's in your hand. And then after he realizes nothing there, he just maybe is going to follow you around for a little bit and then he's just going to swim away. That's so cool. You have such a huge fish. So I'll just like clarify. So we're talking about the like kind of reefs off cans and yeah which is where you do like most of your work in under water photography and the humphead the humphead ras or wally i think you know before you said it's huge about two meters about up to 180 kilos yes. and they've got this really big distinctive bump on their head and then yes. black markings that make them look like they have eyelashes so if you picture that <laughs> and then you picture them swimming around a pontoon boat as a bunch of divers come for a session on the uh, Great Barrier Reef, it'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty exciting to dive with them, wouldn't it? Or isn't yeah, it? well, some, pe- some people get scared because they see a two-meter fish. Our wally, it's like nearly two meters. So they can grow like over two meters, but this one is nearly closer to two meters. So it's a very impressive. It's a, like, the head, it's like half of my body. <laughs> it's it's a very impressive fish. And then not, not everyone is used to, to have a, an interaction with that size fish. And he gets so close to the diver sometimes that he could touch you. Or if you don't, if you're swimming straight and he's there, you, you need to move around. The fish is going to stay where he is because <laughs> he's so used to us that this is one of the good things, a good attraction, a good attraction for people. Everyone wants to see it. A lot of companies advertise, hey, we have a wally around in, in our reef. It's come to visit us or come to dive with us. And uh, it's never warranty. It's wild. It's, it's not a circus. But you have high chances if you choose one of those companies to have a dive or a snorkel with them. Cool. And you just like kind of look out. For, do they actually call it wally when they actually say come and dive with wally? It is. It is. Yeah. Just, just like I said, just the reef like Norman Saxon and more reef that has the real wally they advertise them like like Wally because again you can find the same species the same Maori ras but he will never get close to you you can just see them like any other fish he will swim away as, as soon as you get close to him yeah uh, so only the Wally is the this creature that he used to get fed on the many years ago and uh, he still hang around looking for a possible treat that's just so smart and people don't give fish enough credit in that they can learn these things. And I've heard that Wally is actually, or like Maori Rass are actually known to like kind of grab urchins and use rocks to break them open as well. So like they're kind of uh-huh. using tools, they're remembering divers. Well, 
Amazing. It has it has two jaws, same as the moray eel. The first one, and then an internal one. So they crack the snails. The, their diet is super variety. They eat crayfish. They love lobsters, kind of things. Uh, snails, small fishes, and especially the crown of thorns. All right. So I don't know if you're aware that the crown of thorns is the main problem on the Great Barrier Reef. A lot of people think that global warming is the main threat to the Great Barrier Reef. They are wrong. It's the crown of thorn. Right now in Cairns, there are two vessels that control this uh, plaque. It's, it's literally a, a plaque. So there is a couple of divers that they inject like a chemical solution into the body and they let it die under the water. Or they just take them out of the water and they go cleaning reef by reef and keep the reef out of crown of thorns because there is not enough fishes or not enough wallies to eat the crown of thorn. And obviously the crown of thorn is the, they eat the hard coral and uh, they are the responsible of big part of the reef that you, you can see it, not all, all around, but just certain specific areas that you can see, oh, the crown of thorns have been here. So yeah, it's, it's very important to have the, the Maori raft in this area because they will eat naturally, it's the natural predator of the crown of thorn between other, other species as well. Yeah, and I think that's such an important thing, like, because I think they're actually an endangered animal. And it is by them being like reduced in numbers, that's what opens the reef up to things like invasions from crown of thorn starfish. And I think between exactly. overfishing, which then exacerbates the invasive species problem, it is a bigger threat than climate change in many parts of the reef. Yeah, well, overfishing has been one of the reasons as well, with probably with many other species in the ocean as well that they have reduced the number, but especially because that fish has a very low uh, reproduction cycle. When they are mature enough to reproduce, it's over nine years, between nine and 12 years. So they spend many, many years without having the chance to reproduce. So this is one of the main reasons as well why they are endangered at the moment. Now that we're talking about their reproduction, this is going to be one of my cool facts. I'm sure you kind of read up as well that there's two kinds of males born. There's a male-born male, and then there's the fish yes. born as a female, and they get to nine and they change sex, which is crazy. Correct. They are hermaphrodite, so they have the ability of changing sex. Now, this is there are different theories, but most of the professional articles said that it's unknown. The, the, there is not exactly reason why they do that. Probably because there is low numbers of males and they just change according to their needs or different theories, but it's true. It's true. They, most of them more born female and after nine or 12 years old, they will have the chance to change sex and become the dominant male, which is, and this is when the hump start growing bigger than any, any other uh, Maori ras in the area. And this is when you can clearly see the difference between a male and a female because the hump will be double or triple size. Oh, wow. And are the males bigger as well than the female? Yes, yes. The male is way bigger. It, it, it grows more, especially it grows the hump way, way more. One of another curious fact about the hump is just fat inside the hump and they help, help them with the buoyancy. Ah, is that because they're such mm -hmm. a big fish, I wonder? It is, yes. They are They are bulky fish so it's one of the things that help them apparently to float better or swim better it's uh grow the hand wow i i was doing a bit of research and i did not find that fact so that is awesome and so you dive with wally probably nearly i would say almost every time you go out is that right 
Well, it used to be like that. For my last two years, it used to be every single time you get in the water, he's waiting for you. He loved cameramen. So he, no matter who is carrying the camera, he will go first for the camera because this is where he used to be a long time ago. The photographer used to carry a little bit of prawn or fish and used to feed the fish just to take photos with the divers or on the snorkelers. Now, you're not allowed to take it. So everyone take this very serious. Uh, we don't feed the fish, but you can trick him. You, you pretend that you're going to feed him. So you, you get your, your hand on your pocket or maybe you shake your pocket a little bit and the fish instantaneously is going to get close to you and going to check you out. Hey, what's going on there? What do you have? So he will still do the work. That's why I can put that fish wherever I want. Like I, I can bring it close to the surface and take photos for the snorkelers. I can bring it down again, close to the divers without touching. It's, it's just about gestures, how you move your hands. And obviously the fish after diving every day, he, he can recognize you. You know, he, he doesn't feel you off a thread. You create a kind of a bond with, <laughs> it sounds, sounds funny, but it, you create a, a kind of relationship like you do with most people will do with their dogs and cats. We can do it with that fish. It's that smart. Some days he's willing to cooperate and he's in an extremely good mood. Sometimes you can feel it super angry or he's far away. He don't want to do anything. He don't want to know anything about divers. <laughs> he has a strong personality. You can, you can feel that. And I've actually, I've got a good friend of mine who was telling me a story about one of these fish as well to show like how crazy smart they are. She used to work in an aquarium up in Townsville, I think. And they had a Napoleon Rass, Mary Rass up there. And it hated all men. It didn't like any of the men, but it loved all the ladies. And oh. she would get in with her scuba gear and she'd be cleaning the tank, working in the tank, and it would come up and hang out with her. And then what was crazy was she would like get out of all her gear and just be walking through the aquarium. And it recognized her, even though she was in different clothes, you know, compared scuba gear to normal gear. And it still recognized her and still would follow her around, wouldn't follow anyone else, but just her around the aquarium. So it's crazy. Well, it is. This is why it makes that fish so special because people think that fishes are idiot or, or stupid in general, but that fish is not. It's really smart. He can remember a lot of things. He can recognize different divers. Like I said, he has better relationship with some photographers than others. Sometimes when he's in a bad mood, he can become very aggressive as well. He can bite your BCD looking for food. Even if you're not carrying anything, he go and just bite you. One of my coworkers, he didn't break his uh, wrist, but he seriously injured him. He kind of reacted very badly, pushed the fish, like, you know, I don't want to do anything with you. And after that moment, the fish never got close to him anymore. Even wow. if it's time to work, start to take photos, and no, he will never get close to him anymore. It's, I don't know what it is. Is the face, is the smell, or, or what it is, but the fish know about that. One of the things is uh, where I work, in more Reef, there is three different pantoons, Sun Lover, Reef Magic, and Great Adventures. And the same Wally, so the same fish, like to hang around on the three of them. And according how he gets treated or how many people there are in the water or something, he decides to be and stay in one of the pantoon and become a resident fish of that pantoon. So lately, we haven't seen Wally for a long time. I don't know if he's somewhere else or, or where it is, but right now we haven't seen Wally in many months, since probably half a year at least. And suddenly he, he show up again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, you, you, you never know. It's, with this guy, it's, it's, it's crazy. 
It's, wow. it's, it's such a unique species, a species that you can really interact with him or uh, you make it feel it's there. We, we really miss it, actually, now that you mentioned it, that we don't have it anymore. And it's like, ah, something's missing here in the water. Wow, he's, he's <laughs> changed favorite underwater photographers. <laughs> well, there is a couple of theory, maybe and somewhere else they still feeding him or, or maybe when they do the fish feeding show, maybe they do it between all morning they are there or maybe they do it with more food. I, I don't know. We need to stick to the rules. This is what Marine Park said. Obviously, we have lost a little bit of the, of the local resident fishes because they don't get fed anymore like they used to be. So same, like Wally is one of those species. But if you come diving with us, you will see that that turtle has a name, that fish has a name. And you go like that and every day they will be there. They will be there. They like to hang around just under the pantoon. So there is a lot of resident fishes, most of them with names. So, and you can dive or, or see them mostly every, every single day. But Wally, it's one of the guys that you never know with him. Can be, can show up in the morning or can leave, can show up in the, in the last hour in the morning or sometimes he just doesn't show up at all. He just sounds like the cool fish of the reef. Like he's like, I'll do what I want. I'm not going to hang Well, he's the rock star. <laughs> he is the rock star because if you just walk on the marina, there's plenty of photos of him. A lot of people think that it's Photoshop because how's a, how is possible such a massive fish is close to the surface and so close to the people? But it's not Photoshop. It's, it's real. It's happening somewhere in the reef, but just you don't know where exactly. <laughs> it used to be 100% sure, hey guys, tomorrow I'll take you to see Wally to that reef. Not anymore. Not anymore. Since you're not allowed to feed the fishes, it's, you, you've got no control. It's all that. kind of changed. Wow. Yes. So we mentioned they changed sex. And we mentioned they have another, George. Do you have any other cool facts about Wally? They have a big lifespan. They, they live nearly 35 years, which for a fish, it's a lot of years. It's the biggest fish in a coral reef. Literally, they don't have predators. Only a tiger shark might be the only real threat or gray whaler shark, big sharks in general, but, or a bunch of reef sharks, like white tip or black tip. And only if he's sick or nearly dying because he's old, but a strong adult, whether it's a female or a male, no one want to mess with this guy. So he feels very confident no matter where, where he goes. He likes to obviously hang out in coral reef because at night he needs protection. He cannot just uh, sleep anywhere. So he gets on three little caves, swim, swim throughs. He spends the night there protected. But like I said, again, it's the only threat will be a big, big shark. Otherwise, he can feel completely confident to swim around in shallow, deep water. They go up to 100 meters. But normally, one of the daily thing that they do is just stay in shallow waters up to 50 meters so you can see them easily they kind of live all over the um indo-pacific kind of region but as you mentioned before wally is pretty local to some of the reefs off Cairns. so if anyone wants to like dive and see or snorkel with wally what's the best way they should do it and what time and what reefs would you go to Again, this is never 100% warranty. They can advertise to turtles. We can go to a reef that you can see that you're most likely to see turtles, but that day you find a low tide and you don't see it. So Wally is exactly the same. It's very high chances if you go more reef, again, to the big companies with pantoons. He likes to hang around on pantoons. 
So Mall Reef has three different pantoons, three different companies, Sun Lover, Great Adventure, and Reef Magic. And then another two reef, which they are completely different styles, which is Saxon Reef and Norman Reef. They are not as big as the Big Wally. Actually, they call them Walla because it's still female. It's still six or seven years old. It haven't changed sex yet. The hump is way smaller, but they also behave not as the old Wally, but they are curious about. They don't feel humans as a threat and they like to get close to check around as well what's going on. But you will never have that kind of interaction like with the old Wallys. Otherwise, you will see Maori Ras probably anywhere in any reef, but from far away, fish uh, swimming like any other fish in the area. No, yeah. no interaction. Yeah, and that's been my experience. I think I have like a handful of photos where you can see it off in the distance. You can see the sil- silhouette and I'm like, look, look, there's a Napoleon, yeah. a Marirass. You know, as soon as you look at them, they're like, they're gone. So you mentioned before that like one of the photographers had a bit of a bad experience. So if you're going to see a Wally, you jump in the water, what's the best way to have a good interaction and like get to see up close and stuff without hurting the animal. Okay. Well, the first thing, remain as calm as you can because one of the main mistakes that people try to do is to touch the fish. As soon as you try to chase him, he's going to swim away. You know, he's very smart. And he, he know he don't want to be touched. I guess you have to be lucky as well. You know, some people can see the fish in, in a bad day or having a, a weird mood and they're going to see it quite far. And someday he's super happy and he likes to hang out with, with humans. Really, you, you can see that he, sometimes he really enjoys it. He never leaves. He gets really close. He follows you everywhere. It's like a dive buddy. One of my posts on Instagram that I've done, I, check out my dive buddy here. Like, I'm not doing anything and this guy is next to me all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> it must be something that he likes. But yeah, the main thing I, I, I can say is do not that, try to touch the fish because that's going to scare him away straight away. Well, that kind of brings us to the end of our humphead slash Mary slash Napoleon Rast episode. <laughs> and as I mentioned before, you're an underwater photographer. And so if anyone wants to see your images and so forth, and they're amazing images, where should they go and what should they do? Or if they want to be near you when you're interacting with Wally, what should they do and where should they go? <laughs> well, I'm based in Cairns. So anytime anyone want to visit Cairns, I'm always happy to provide information about where to go, uh, what's the weather is doing, what's the tides doing, because there's a lot of different factors that you need to consider if you want to get the best of the reef. Most of my work I've posted on Instagram. I'm building my website still. I've been struggling a little bit with that. But Instagram is my main thing. This is why my card presentation. So uh, underwater images. It's where everyone can see what I do, all my photos, all my posts about Wally, all my collection about Wally Sunburst and all the different other Wally and Walla and different Maori raft that I've been getting uh, within all these four years that I've been diving in the Cairns area. So underwater underscore images. Awesome. This is where you can see my work. Cool. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Hi, no worries, Matt. Nice to talk to you about the curious part about Wally. And uh, looking forward to have another topic soon. Sea Creatures Podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by myself, Matt Testoni. If you've liked the show, don't forget to subscribe, tell a friend, and visit our Patreon account, patreon.com slash seacreaturespodcast. If you want to see some of my photography, visit matt underscore testoni underscore photography on Instagram, or visit the website emptyunderwatermedia.com. Production assistance by George McGrath, and music by the talented Dan Musil, and he's slick slide guitar. Tune in next time to hear all about the giant cuttlefish.
with underwater videographer and marine biologist Stefan Andrews. This has been the Sea Creatures Podcast. Over and out. <laughs>